Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm joined by a gentleman from Ireland, originally um, not from Ireland, from South Africa, and he is going to be talking to us today about clarity, stillness and peace of mind. So without further ado, Marcel, very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you having me. Okay, so... Clarity, stillness, and peace of mind. Give us a give us a brief intro into that, Marcel, if you will. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Clarity, because if we struggle with present emotions and present experience and present memories, it's usually to do with lack of clarity, to do with our past environments, our past memories, our past experiences. So the first thing that I teach people is to get that clarity revolving their their past experiences once we actually establish the clarity and we acknowledge the things that happens and we work towards accepting them then this allows so much freedom because now we realize we don't have to react towards or our past memories anymore which then brings stillness automatically that stillness in your mind so now you have clarity so now this is where you come from. You have stillness to start owning that experience. And then the peace of mind is an automatic consequence because now you're strong enough, you're powerful enough, and you have the confidence to change the patterns that's been holding you back most of your life. Hence, clarity, stillness, and peace of mind. Mm, okay. So... Let's go a bit deeper on that, Marcel, if we can. And let me make a broad statement here by, laying a, by way of laying a foundation. And usually when people offer insights such as these, it's based on personal experience rather than a, a theoretical framework. Is that your case? Absolutely true. Yes. This is not – what I teach is not textbook knowledge. Mm personal path that I have walked. So maybe worth us deep diving a, a touch more than Marcel and, and asking to provide some context and share, if you, if you will, that that background, that experience, uh, that vulnerability by way of the listeners being able to understand that, as you say, this guy actually knows what he's talking about because he's, he's been there rather than, you know, reading a book. Okay. I'd be happy to pull. <laughs> My story starts in South Africa. So I was a professional athlete. Um, my speciality was 400 meter hurdles. So I spent most of my teenage years, if not all of them, training four to six hours every single day. Then at the end of my teenage years, coming to 17, 18, I started competing internationally. 
So I was working towards becoming a professional athlete when a very irresponsible accident basically completely crushed that dream for me. So when I was 19, one evening, I was drunk, I drove, and I passed out behind my steering wheel of my car. I broke my femur in this accident, and consequently, I found myself in a hospital bed with a doctor standing in front of me telling me, I will never run again. So that's how it started. I was in a bed for the best part of a year. I had to learn how to walk again. Intensely frustrated. I can't explain to you how frustrating that was. Then I had an opportunity to come to Ireland. So I eloped and I was in Ireland for maybe two weeks when I met my daughter's mother, my ex, and <laughs> life just basically went, okay, Marcel, I can see this is what you're planning. And I can see that these are the things that you want to do, but I have other plans for you. So everything just went on a roller coaster, Paul, completely. I was 22 when my daughter was born, 15,000 kilometers away from home, um, no family here. My brother joined me for a couple of years afterwards. And everything was just turmoil. Very difficult situation. We ended up breaking up. Um, and I was alone in complete solitude. Everybody I reached out to, to, to ask for guidance and advice. You know, what do I do? What do I do? Everybody gave me a very selfish, subjective answer, you know. This is what we think you should do because it would be good for us. That kind of way. So as a consequence... I mean, I was 26, 27 when, when I started to drink all my pain away, you know. <clears throat> and at the beginning, it was, it was okay. You know, I could manage and everything, but the drinking lasted for a period of nearly 10 years. And to such an extent that I drank every single day. And then it became so bad with various other things happening in between as well. Then I just woke up one morning and I had no more reason, you know. There was, there was no reason to get out of bed or to get up because for a long time, my only reason was literally to, to accommodate my habits, to pay my bills for the next day. There was no drive. There was no motivation. There was no ambition. None of these things. Then in 2016... I was very fortunate enough to be put in a situation where I had to decide. You know, Marcel, the reality of the situation is the future hasn't happened yet. This is the only time you have now. If you stay like this, you're going to drink yourself to death. So what are you going to do? So I decided to change. I made a few phone calls and I sent a few emails. I joined a support group. And I'm happy to say that I'm free of alcohol now for two years, solid completely. And that's it. So the whole coaching scene, my professional background is psychology. And go ahead. I just wanted to come in there, um, Marcel, and just ask you, there's something that really rang a big alarm bell there when you were speaking around others telling you what to do. And advise, you know, I think we're, you know, we can all relate to the, the world is full of experts when it comes to ruling somebody else's life. 
um, but invariably not too clever at sorting their own out. I mean, what would be your advice to listeners just on that, knowing what you know now with the experience and the wisdom of having trod that particular path? What would your advice be on that, uh, Marcel? Tread gentle. The way that I look at everything can come down to one simple metaphor. If you take two or three small rocks and you put it into an empty can and you do this, it's going to make a lot of noise. So there's people who are the fastest and the quickest to dish out advice. Very important to consider why they're so fast to tell you what is best for you in your life. If one really wants to get some clarity and get some guidance and to get some perspective because perspective is the key in a situation like this. You know, sit down, put your life on a piece of paper then draw a circle around it. Be practical. What are your options? What are the situations that you find so really difficult and challenging to deal with? And then, especially with today, with the internet, join an online group. There's always people who've already been through the things that we're going through at the moment. Mm. And these are the people who have walked through it. Some of them by themselves, like myself. Some of them with the guidance of other people. But they know. A very important thing, Paul, that I had learned in my life earlier is, and I mean, I'm not dissing any other area or profession or anything like that, but experience cannot be read in a book. Mm. You know, experience can't be taught. Experience is a doing thing. One goes through it. And that's how we learn, by doing the actions, doing the motions, putting in the work, doing the thoughts, and then actually going through the results as well. So my advice would be, if you really want to do something about your life, seek out people who have already gone through the experience that you currently find yourself in. Because they will be detached enough to your situation to be able to give you an outside perspective. And that will make all the difference. And that's undoubtedly, in my humble opinion, very good sound um, insights and advice, Marcel. Um, I think the other thing that I would personally add to what you just said is I would listen to the tone and the motive of that why are you telling me that? You know, what is the dynamic? What is the relationship? And I think there's so much to be gained just by actually, and this sounds so obvious, but listening to what people are saying. And when I say, I don't mean sort of listening just because you're not saying anything. I mean, listening, why, what are you really, really saying to me and why? And, you know, some, sometimes that can be quite difficult, especially when it's, you know, a family member or somebody that's close to us that, often think they've got a right to dictate that, you know, I will impose my opinion on you whether you want it or not because I'm family. Well, mm. I think it's just that awareness that actually that's, no, that doesn't cut it anymore. Never has done, but I think we're living in a more enlightened society now where people are definitely more aware and, and they're not prepared to tolerate that 
you know that kind of approach from from even family members. So I just offer that for you know for what it's worth. So anyway, if we um, sort of chipping in with that, if we get back onto the mainstream, what you was talking about and building on the clarity in your own experience, Marcel. Paul, apologies. Please repeat that again. I'm still thinking about what you just said right now. <laughs> right. Okay. Which you know, and 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 I love I love it when these kind of uh, situations present yeah. themselves because you know we uh, very nicely introduces a word called authenticity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's usually not too far before into the uh, podcast conversation, Marcel, before we get a door that presents itself called authenticity, and I think. You know, the universe and its infinite wisdom has just presented and opened that door. So let's go off <laughs> to slight tangent around this authenticity, because what you've said there actually was very authentic. Sorry, Paul, I didn't quite get that. And give me a moment to process. And that's absolutely fine and yeah, respected. But there's no point in pretending, Paul. No, there isn't. The you know, Most of the pressure we experience, we put on ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I've said it before on the podcast, and it's a great reflection of this particular conversation. Also, you know, if if a cat knocks a milk bottle over, or if the guest on the other end, some of the postman's ringing the doorbell, or whatever that noise or clutter or distraction is, that's fine, Bec yeah. and that's recorded on the, on this podcast conversation, as all the stuff is. Now, I, I introduce um, a, uh, a word. I don't know about whether you guys have got it in South Africa or a phrase, should I say, warts and all. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and that is, yeah. you know, I suppose a, a kind of way of saying we're authentic, we're authentic, warts and all. It is what it is. This is, this is exactly how we are. Okay. I, I will quickly continue on with this, right? So just before I continue on with the train that we're following, I want to add just briefly one or two things. That's why my mind was still stuck at what you were saying. Paul, I understand, right, why people are so, they just want to, I call it uh, mental puking, you know, why they're so dominant and they want to learn and they want to help you and my advice is the best because I think this and I think that. People want to be accepted, Paul. And if one looks at the way that we are biologically designed as a species and as a human, right, with two eyes, one nose, one mouth, two ears, now, looking at this in a practical way, it means, okay, listen, Marcel, we're supposed to look and listen more than what you speak. You know, all the clues are there. Mm -hmm. But in, and I would like to say today's society, but I can only speak from a point of view of being alive today because I wasn't alive in the past before. So I can't say if this is something that has existed for a very long time or if it's just my experience of it right now which i would like to think people are born into pre-existing patterns cultural patterns right the ones who realize it they have an opportunity to judge it analyze it is this good for me or not and then go ahead and try to break out of it the ones who don't realize it are the ones that put this pressure on the rest of us Right, because this is the way it's been done. My mom did this, my dad did this, our great-parents, great-grandparents did this. This is what politics says. Oh, I read this book like this person must know because they published the book. You know, things like that. So we assume that authority is somebody who knows, but that's not necessarily true. That's the one side of it. The second side of it is we are taught that the only way that we can be accepted by others 
is if other people agree with us, right? But this is very important, which automatically means the flip side of that coin is we're, we're going to be talking more because we want to be heard. Because how can other people agree with us if they don't hear us? So the less people actually listen to us, the more we're going to talk. Now, what happens if you put 10 people in a group that have that same underlying psychological pattern? Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's because they can't, because everybody is so insecure. And maybe they've never even asked the ontological question, like, what am I? And what does that mean? Who am I? You know, no any mindful introspection done yet on this spiritual journey. And then you go, okay, then I find myself in a really tough life event. Like, what the hell do I do? What, what do I do? And all of a sudden, everybody comes to Marcel, do this, Marcel, do this. Hey, Paul, you should do this. The last thing I'm going to think of is how they're speaking about me. Because I have been programmed to either respond towards the person or the information. One of those two things. So I don't agree with the information, I respond accordingly. I don't agree with the person, I don't even hear the information because of the person saying it. So these are all mindset strategies and it's really awareness. That's why I call myself an awareness coach. It's creating awareness of all these underlying processes in our lives that actually play a fundamental role in how we perceive, how we react, how we respond, and ultimately what result we get from our own day-to-day -day existence. Is it fair to say, Marcel, that awareness, I absolutely love that word, I really do. Is it fair to say that awareness is the starting point for almost anything and everything that we do? Am I oversimplifying that? Um, not oversimplifying it, Paul. Not simplifying it enough. <laughs> Great. The, the most complicated things in life are the most simple. Well, finding the words to relate this to the general population, that's where the work comes in. Awareness is a tool. But before one can become aware of anything, there has to be mindfulness. So whether it's in our inside environment or our exside, our external environment, if my focus is not on that thing that is happening and I don't physically perceive that information through this journey of perception, and perception is very basic, but I feel this, it goes through my spine, my central nervous, bottom part of my brain, processing center. The processing center, the first thing happens. How do I know what that was? I know because I compare it to the existing body of information that I've already pre-experienced. So now I know what it was, so now I identify it. Second thing that happens automatically is, am I supposed to think this or not? That cultural justification that we're born into, which is a massive, massive pattern. This is where the confusion starts. Mm. So if we're not mindful of it, it can be like me walking in South Africa in the bush like I did a million times before. And there can be a snake two foot away from me but because I don't see it. I'm not aware that it's there. Fascinating. The, the word perception there, and we really dig down on this one, and obviously for the purpose of this 
And I always recall whenever I hear that P word, Marcel Tom Peters, um, <laughs> quality uh, quality guru from America, and his his famous uh, his famous quote: "Perception is all there is." And I held that for quite a long while, for many years, until I realised it was actually a bit of a tongue in cheek statement. Because perception, as you say, is, is so subjective. It's so, in many respects, so unreal in terms of who it's relative. We, yeah, it's, it's, it's relative. Um, but in terms of, you know, and you mentioned the question, who am I? And that's another podcast, another time, another conversation, because we'd, we'd probably be at that particular one for hours and <laughs> hours and hours. So I just want to kind of bring things towards, um, I mean, you know, I, I feel, I sense myself, you know, based on our previous conversations, which were quite lengthy and quite deep and very, very uh, enjoyable. So I, I feel in many respects, we haven't even scratched the surface on this one. So I'm going to kind of, if I can, metaphorically push you in a corner for the benefit of the listener and say, right, Marcel, within kind of five minutes, you know, what is it? What do we do? How do we do it? What do we have to do, um, you know, to, to have this life of clarity, of stillness and of peace of mind? I love that. Well, the first and foremost and probably most important thing that we have to do is realize that there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing that has to be fixed because you're not broken. We are all a product of our environment, right? So if we undergo a very taxing emotional experience during our childhood, that creates an emotional muscle memory inside our organs, inside our body. Our body remembers that. And then the body remembers the triggers that cause this. So psychologically, our brains and our processing is not yet developed enough in order to translate what actually happens. So what happens is our bodies never forget, right? So you go into your adolescence, you go into your adulthood. Every time you get that trigger every now and again, what happens? You end up being a five-year-old child in a 31-year-old body or in a 45-year-old body because you're still experiencing this exact same feeling. Now you have greater mental capacity to, to translate and to process and to reprocess this information. But because you haven't thought about it for so long, now you've all this work that's ahead of you. you know, now you have to figure out what the hell does this mean? Which is why people go to therapy in the first place. The thing with therapy is it works on the isolated emotions, not where it comes from or not what it has an influence at, right? So it's much like Western medicine, like it's designed to don't quote me on this, but it's designed to work on not the cause, but the symptom. Much like that. So what people, what anybody can do, Paul, and everybody has access to this, is help people to identify their emotional trauma patterns that they're currently experiencing. Then we basically look at their whole lifespan from when they can remember everything they can remember until right now when they met me. And then we dive deep and we go, okay, where does these patterns come from? What's your life experience? What's your subjective life experience? Were you, in fact, very connected to your intuition when this happened? Is it purely a subjective mind experience that you have? And then I actually put all of this together in a graph and we can see exactly this is what happened here. This is what happened here. Oh, yeah, but 
this is where it comes from and this is how it still influenced you over there and over there and over there that's the stillness parts after this once we have all of that information put them on the spot and i say listen now you know now you know and then i ask them how do you want me to help you to change this and then we just reprogram those patterns mm. because then there's no suppression there's no hiding none of that anymore everything is out in the open they understand that this is just my experience i own it and the balance the balance side of running away from something paul is going towards it so this creates authentic power and if i'm hearing you correctly marcel what happens then we've gone from mindfulness to awareness and in fact we're quite we're quite well uh, we're well on the path of awareness because now we've gone from we don't know what we don't know you use that example of a snake maybe two in two feet away but you know you know you could be uh, bitten at any moment but you didn't yeah. know um now we've gone from you don't know what you don't know to actually now you know what you don't know and we kind of go along the you know along the conscious consciousness model don't we so you yes but i would like to kind of retranslate the words that you used you know what you remember you felt you're aware of the present feeling and now you know different ways of how to translate those feelings and emotions mm -hmm. so that the feelings see this is what happened the feelings were down here but the psychological processing was here so now the psychological processing is congruent with the understanding of the actual emotional trauma and once that balance point is reached it opens up literally all of the blockages that have been stuck fascinating absolutely fascinating i think all i can say on this marcel uh, what is is repeat what i've already said that you know i think well i know from the from the uh, previous conversation we haven't even started to scratch the surface yet we will talk again yeah um so i would love to invite you back and we can you know not only dig a bit deeper on this but we can also um you know flirt if that's the right word with other conversations um that will undoubtedly be um in my humble opinion a massive benefit to the uh, to the listeners of speaking from our heart so i think all that remains now uh marcel is for me to thank you for giving your time and giving your insights and and to ask you um you know how how do how can people reach out to you how can they contact you you know what are your contact details i can do that well thank you once again for having me all right <clears throat> good conversation for me with like-minded people sometimes is more valuable than a bank account full of money i firmly believe that um anybody can contact me first and foremost on my website as change solutions.eu i also have a very active footprint on social media uh, my social media page is marcel from change solutions and for you, those of you who are actually experiencing some of the situations that we covered during this podcast um guys i have a group on facebook it's called freedom is peace of mind so you're more than welcome to click the request button i will review your accounts let you in 
we have daily videos in there where we discuss topics exactly like this where you also have an opportunity then to contact me personally on a one-to-one -one level if you want to work towards reaching this clarity stillness and peace of mind space superb thank you marcel so there we have it listeners um the i'm, I'm uh, what's the most powerful or appropriate adjective um i will say the powerful the powerful marcel good seer and all that remains for me to say now as i sign off is what i always say at the end of the podcast whatever you do in life always walk your path with heart i love that thank you paul hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success <laughs>